When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thanks for listening. No, I wanted you to add in. I wanted you to add Fuck me. Hello and thanks for downloading another episode of 20 Minute Tims. This week we have a classic match companion. We take you back to January 1998 and the classic New Year's Old Firm Derby. Thanks for listening. So taking us back on these match companions as we do, boys. Um, hello, by the way. Hi. Um, <laughs> I, I, quite, I quite enjoy it, but I don't think anyone we've done so far has really been as relatable to my youth as, as this one. 1998 slap bang right in the middle of puberty for me (laughs) (laughs) well the ones we've done so far actually I think it was pubic for two years at this point (laughs) the ones we've done so far have been 2008 we were all we were all well pubic very pubic by that point (laughs) 2003 getting there and 1967 where we weren't long yet by a considerable distance this is the first time where you're casting your mind back to the youth of the TMT here Um, really yes it takes us back a long time ago I think I was still in primary seven at this point, so it's a, a young, young me. When I was looking back, I think for me, this was when the, the when you really felt like a Celtic supporter, like as the underdog. Everything about this Rangers team was annoyingly not impressive, but I was a wee bit. I was. I remember being jealous of their fucking cool Nike strips. Well, yeah. Impressive too. There is that too. It yeah. was a. It was a very good team. Let's not. I mean, great, great team. Yeah. With Gattuso and Negri and the Nike strips, and we had the Umbro, and always it was a source of permanent embarrassment that we, for some reason, didn't seem to have a sponsor on the front mm. of our strips. And but looking back, it was all so phony. You know, looking at Rangers yeah. the back then, so phony because we were so young, we didn't ask questions. Now looking back, you're like, what is going on here? Yeah. That that Celtic had a good good team that season, but that Rangers team is beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Just. And- and, just, <laughs> and you can look back at them now and have a, a right laugh because, you know, when you're looking at us, we were in the doldrums. I think it was this 10 years we hadn't won an old firm for 10 years at this point. It was hadn't 11 won. years since we'd won the New Year's game. 11 yeah, years since we won the New Year's game. My dad used to always say, whoever wins the New Year's game wins the league. And that was true because Rangers had won the previous yeah. 11 and went on to win the league most of the time. But also, we hadn't won any of the last 10 league matches against Rangers. That's what it was. Which means... My first ever Celtic game, we beat Rangers 3-0 at Hamden. And until this game, I had never seen Celtic beat Rangers. The only one time they beat Rangers was in the Cup when Malky McKay and Decanio scored. Mm. But 
my mum made me go to Cubs that night. <laughs> so Cubs, I, Cubs. I hadn't seen Celtic Beat Rangers. <laughs> so I convinced myself I was a jinx. So for this game, <laughs> I sat in my room playing Tomb Raider and didn't watch it <laughs> to sacrifice myself so Celtic would win you're this lucky, game. You're lucky it was Cubs. You went to no Boys Brigade. You might have been disowned from this podcast. To put exactly. the length of time into perspective, the previous time that Celtic had beaten Rangers in the old firm, um, the New Year old firm, was Frank McIverney had scored two. It was 1988, the Aye. last time they'd won the New Year game. What I found astonishing was that they say, um, this is when Celtic were building the stadium. So Celtic were extending the ground, building a new stadium and increasing the capacity to 60,000, which at the time I think would have been the biggest biggest club ground in the UK, hmm. at the point where they weren't winning anything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it, like, you just, when you turn up to Celtic and you take it, you, again, Perspective being a bit older, you think, what a, what a bold move that Quite was. A, a fanciful investment right. when you look back, yeah. If you build it, they will come. Well, that's what Kevin Costner said. And, um, Field of Dreams. Yeah, yeah. and Fergus McCann took that right on board. So, for those who don't know, because we had a few comments, but what we do is we sit down, um, we talk about the match pre match, we then go away, watch the first half, return to the microphones for our half time thoughts. And then we watch the second half and return to the microphones and give you our full-time thoughts. And we're going to do that for this game. You know, obviously, it's already happened, but we can't remember it. As always, this is available on YouTube, so by all means, pause this and go yeah. and get it and watch it with us. So we're going to talk about the, the first half. Uh, but traditionally, what we do is we, we let Stephen <laughs> take us back to 1998. <laughs> yes, the year is 1998. What? I, what I, uh, are you going to do the movies? Yes, I yes, the movie. What I normally do in these things is I, I take in the year as a whole. I just pick out the year's highlights of films and music, but there was so much going on at this exact moment in January 1998 that I just I focused oh. mainly on that. So in the cinema is a Bond film. Funnily oh. enough, we've always got a Bond film. Whenever we do these sort of historic I... podcasts, there's always a Bond film in the cinema. Can you, as the resident Bond expert, James, remember which one it was? So late 97, it wouldn't have been released in January. It was still out. Aye, it was a... It was Tomorrow Never Dies. Well done. And do you know what's good about that Bond movie if you want to go back and watch it? The guy has a plan to take over the world, right? By taking over television, mm. books, and magazines, and newspapers. At no time does his plan to take over the world include the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so that that would... Who was in that? Is that the Halle Berry one? Yeah. Nope. Oh, no, no, it's, it's not. Terry Hatcher. It's Sorry, Terry Hatcher. Aye, I got Terry, ha- got Terry Hatcher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, anyway, this isn't a Terry Hatcher podcast, but everyone <laughs> needs to turn. So carry on. Home Alone 3 was out, which is, <sighs> yeah, that one that was post Macaulay Culkin. Uh, that was a terrific piece of work. <laughs> no. A lot of Asteroid movies out. That was the year of both Deep Impact and Armageddon. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Space World. Yeah. <laughs> and released on this very day. So this game was played on a Friday. And or released on this very day was Starship Troopers. Was it? That yeah. is great. Can you believe that's twenty years old? Starship yeah. Troopers is great. Denise oh, yeah. Richards, is that who is in that? In yes, our, yes. In our prime. Just I, I also done a wee bit of research. I just need to not January. I'm just going to run through some of the movies because honestly, this is an exceptional year for movies. Saving Private Ryan, Armageddon, The Truman Show, Deep Impact, Blade, American History X, or something about Mary, Lethal Weapon Four, and. One of my favourites, Rush Hour and The Wedding Singer. Just so many, so many quality movies from my youth. A golden era. A golden era. Charts. <laughs> go for it. In the charts of this time, the top ten as we go into this game, we have Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. Which is a cover, not enough a lot of people That's know right. that. Teletubby Say It Out All by <laughs> Which is also a cover of a John Lennon song. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie Girl by Aqua, banger. Never <laughs> Ever by All Saints. Classic. Can you name the number one on this very day the game was played? Now, I'll give you a clue. It was still the Christmas number one from the previous year, and this artist 
had three Christmas number ones in a row. Westlife? Boys on? No. Oh, wait. Close. No. Westlife? No. Take that? No. East 17? No. Won't stop making me guess. I don't know, obviously. <laughs> it's the Spice Girls. Is it? Oh. You would never guess the song in a million years because it was an absolute turd of a Spice Girls song. It was too much. What's your favourite Spice Girls song, guys? There's only uh, one correct answer to this. It's uh, Two Becomes One because that's about safe sex. Right. <laughs> no, wrong answer. The correct answer is, of course, Spice Up Your Life. <laughs> <laughs> On to the game itself. I hope the game itself, Melly. You want to run us through the lineup? Yep. So we go into this game. We'll, remember, we lost the first two games of the season to Hibbs and Dunfermline, so it was looking disastrous. But we went lost on. the previous game to this game. We lost came into this game off a loss, wasn't it? Against St. Johnson, uh, St. Johnson. Yep. One yep. 0 So uh, we, we think we were four points behind going into this yep. game. And even behind Hearts. Oh, behind dear. Hearts. So at this point. Previously, we had lost the first Old Firm game. Richard Goff scored, and no, the first Old Firm game. Alan Stubbs equalised mm. in the last minute. Great header. And the uh, next one, we lost to a Richard Goff goal. But we'd won the League Cup just before this. So we lost the first two games, then we went on to win, uh, win the next seven in a row. So going into this game, it was tight at the top. But our lineup was a 3 5 2. Both teams were in 3 5 2. This is this was the kind of early days of the wingbacks, wasn't yep. that? Yep. The first time I remember being aware of wingbacks at all was when Jason McAteer signed for Liverpool <laughs> a few years before that. So we'll go Johnny Golden Goal, mm-hmm. a back three of. Anone, Reaper and Stubbs, solid enough. Wingbacks, Tommy Boyd and Jackie Mack. Midfield of Burley, Lambert and Weehorst. Up front, Larson and... Mm, wait, story stops. What? <laughs> Rewind that. Weehorst? Weehorst? <laughs> Martin Weehorst? <laughs> That's not his name. Weehorst? <laughs> Weehorst. <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> we just both looked at each other there, Stephen. <laughs> Up carry front, on. Henrik Larson and making his debut, Harold Brattback. That's right, it was his first start and Larson was back after a few games out with the injury. Hamstring injury, yeah. Rangers just up squad also 3-5-2 was Gorham which sorry let's just pause on Gorham a second black armband yes yes, yes. <laughs> this one is of the game where Andy Gorham sort of stuff. wore a black armband one of the many storylines about this game yeah now he wore this black armband Stephen why because well, what did he say he claimed it was due to the death of his aunt which is true well, yeah she did die she did die but she had died in the October yes. prior to this <laughs> yeah. game he was wearing yeah. a black armband in the January which remarkably coincided with the death of paramilitary, also loyalist paramilitary, Billy Wright, was yeah, it? Who died in May's prison five days prior to this game. Yes, yes. Well, so. obviously, not, <laughs> nothing to do with that. Gorham was also Andy injured. Gorham. Uh, Andy Gorham as well. He was also injured but made it back for this game. This, this, this squad is full of Huns. If you look up dictionary, uh, Huns in the dictionary, You'll see a picture of a lot of these guys, mainly Ian Ferguson, but there's <laughs> Stuart McCall, Alec Cleland, Richard Goff. Then you've got the foreigners in there, Perini, Alberts, Tern, Negri, Gattuso and Laudrup. Goff was just back. He had left Rangers and came back America. from a yeah. spell with Kansas City Wizards. Gaza had been suspended for the previous five games, I think, so he was you know on why? the bench. Swung a hook at Weehorst. At Weehorst. <laughs> I swung a hook at Weehorst at the previous Old Firm game, so, so he was banned for five games. Just an aside, uh, Gattuso, who, I mean, one of these players that I, I hate, but I just see if he was out, you would love him in your team. He's like... Oh, okay. Uh, uh, this is almost blasphemy, but Gattuso in his prime was like Scott Brown times two. 
you know I mean I, I don't I, really mind him not at much. Rangers no, at no, Milan no. I'm talking about here that's why I think this was the only season he really played at Rangers and they played him at right wing back yeah. he was a wing back so he was only 19 or something at the yeah. time wasn't he but Jonas Tern great player mm. Marco Negri had scored 32 goals at this point in the season yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty-three. It was thirty of which were in the league. I meant insane. That's I mean, wild numbers. Wild, yeah. Absolute wild numbers. When you think about it. But luckily for us, he chucked it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely chucked it. Yeah. Yeah. Squash that. ball incident at yes. the Under Sports Centre. Supposedly, I mean that's that was the story. Future Champions League and World Cup winner in Gattuso, but this team also had a current, well, a, a past. Champions League winner as well and Sergio Perini yeah. so they're just signing players from Juventus <laughs> and just sticking them in their defence we, we had one we had Lambo yeah that's true yeah, that's, we had, we had Lambo exactly right. also had David Hanna on the bench did we? Yes. and Dan Jackson we, we didn't have a goalkeeper on the bench They, I think they had was it Snelders? because yeah. this is back in the day it was three three clear this up yeah you're, you were only having three subs back then two subs out of three it was so it wasn't three out of seven yeah. as, as it would be now Give us your immediate thoughts on the Celtic team. Who's your sort of who's your pick of the bunch there? Give us your top two. Larson wasn't prolific up yes. front, but you could still tell he was a great player. He'd come in and he'd made a real difference. And Craig Barley had made a massive difference in the midfield. I think he'd got nine goals up to this point from midfield, which was massive considering we didn't really have an out and out goal scorer on the team. Craig Barley was a, a, a really good player for us. Uh, he's on him. Um, there's actually a podcast out just now with Craig Burley, the, the football hack, the one that Johnny mm, yeah. McFarlane does. He's got an interview with Craig Burley and he's not like a thoroughly likeable guy, but he tells interesting stories about his time at Celtic and, you know, he was he was a good player for us when he, when he came up. Arguably the main reason we won the league this year was some of his goals. He got scored a lot of goals, but he scored a lot of important goals, goals mm. and 1-0 wins and we'll go on to one of his goals later on, yeah. but... <laughs> He was just a great player that popped up with the big goals time and time again. It's always a shame when Celtic players, especially important Celtic players, reputations are soured irreparably yeah. with the fans after, they, after they've made these contributions because they shouldn't be forgotten about. Craig Burley was an excellent player for Celtic and one of the most important factors in this absolutely crucial season for Celtic. This lineup is a very good team. When you look at it on paper, the back three... Stubbs and Reaper, a great partnership. Mm. Anoni, who in this game is just given the job of man-marking Brian Loudrup. Yeah. That's, that seemed to be his job in these old firm games. But McNamara and Boyd down the either flank. Tom Boyd was pacey. He was a great player in his day. And the midfield free was absolutely brilliant yeah. in this game. We went into this game... We'd lost five games in the league already this season. Oh, think about that. I mean, that's, five by January. That's absolutely incredible. Can that be crisis yeah, these yeah. days? But no wonder still... people tell us to remember the bloody <laughs> Rangers had only lost one game, but we were still in touching distance because they drew quite a lot of games. Now, Walter Smith was under a lot of pressure this season because, again, he'd been horsed out the Champions League. Yeah. When Andy... Was this the season he said he was leaving ahead of time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. I don't, uh, Which was a mental move when you think about it. Yeah. You're not going on to 10 in a row and you, you tell everyone you're leaving. We'd brought in nine signings in the summer, so for us to bring in nine players and get this team together and put in a title challenge was, was some going. See, when you look through the quality of our team, just like the amount of players that went on to become something, you know, like 
McNamara, manager. Stubbs, manager. Lambert, manager. I'm not. I'm sure Weekos had a spell in management as well. Yeah, yeah. He was at Swansea, assistant manager as well. That's right. And then you look through the Rangers team. You know, Gorham, alcoholic. McCall, alcoholic. <laughs> Goff, alcoholic. Ferguson, alcoholic. Gascoigne, alcoholic. Jury, alcoholic. You know, they all. Both people really went on to become become yeah. things. Teams that drink together, win together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. the, the, if we like we are on YouTube if you watch it there's the full three hours so you get the full Sky Sports programme from that day so we're going to watch that yeah we'll, we'll go and watch that Stephen any particular thoughts on this Celtic team I just want to pick out Martin Weehorst I just always thought he was a class class player oh yeah underrated hero. Yeah. yeah absolutely underrated player um, again he's more than played his part in this in this season overall and an unrate, underrated, very technically gifted player. Shall we go and watch again? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, so that was the first half. We're going to, we've returned for our halftime thoughts. Just before we go into the first half, as we said, there is a 36-minute highlight package, which is good, but the mm. full three hours. Yeah, you're, you're doing yourself out of <laughs> a lot of entertainment if you only go for yeah. the highlights. Even if you just watch the... The pre-match amble, glorious. In the studio, we have Charlie Nick. Mm. Still looks the exact same. He's still got the yeah. dye in the hair and all that. The <laughs> earring. The earring, yeah. Craig Brown. And who's... Who Craig Brown looks thought, exactly the same. And who'd have thought we'd still be sitting here 20 years from now and not another manager has qualified Scotland for a major tournament? I know. Unbelievable. And who, who else is in the studio? Trevor Stevens. Trevor Stevens. What a suit. What a <laughs> suit. The suits, I always think the clothes when you look back the nights, but that suit is absolutely sensational. Rangers were quite famous for that back then because Mark Hately was fond of an absolutely outrageous suit. If I can <laughs> find any pictures online, I'll, I'll tweet them because they were absolutely I wild. Even, I can't believe they put Trevor Steven in a TV studio. He's the world's most boring man. He is yes. a human sleeping tablet. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there in his suit and he just like, yeah, no, yeah. Charlie Nicholas, you know what I found? I thought, I'm going to listen to what Nicholas says here. He says the same thing about Celtic in this game than he says about Celtic in old firms now. It's just the same. Oh, well, come on. It's the same part or the same. I'm like, he's that guy stole a living off Sky for the last 20 years. Not just that, but of course, Sky film, the team's coming off the bus. Mm. And back then, the style was long leather jackets. It must have been the Blade. Yeah, the Blade movie. <laughs> and... Some amount of hair gel. Aye, a lot of that. wet look. The wet look. Wet look. Stuff. Well, this game was just before the Matrix, wasn't it? So maybe that influenced yeah, the fashion aye. of the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> but also Andy Gray, they put they do the lineups and then they put them in the formations. And Andy Gray must have got some new technology that year because yes. he's got a pen that he can just draw lines. So he goes the back three and just draws a ha. Arch round the back three <laughs> with a squiggly yellow line. That's the defenders, brilliant. <laughs> and then the full on, Andy, <laughs> on Andy Gray. Sorry, sorry, interrupt. This is absolutely nothing to do with Celtic all this game. But I remember Andy Gray. Is about just being sexist in that? No, <laughs> just, <laughs> just well. This this is the nineties. This was when men were men. Oh, and they were yeah, allowed but, but to be sexism sexist. wasn't yes. a thing then. I remember just talking about him playing with technology on TV for a living. I remember one instance. It was in the English Premiership, and he he took the camera. The camera's behind a penalty been taken by Robin Van Persie and he paused it so the, it was from behind and he used arrows to point to all the different places <laughs> he, could put, he could put the ball in the goal <laughs> well, well that's my see, just on the tip that is my problem Sky invent things that don't necessarily enhance the coverage of the no, game all they do is when a, yeah, when a player pauses and passes a 
passes the ball and it doesn't work out all they do is pause it and go I should have passed it there yes we know all yeah. you're doing is pausing the game with hindsight um, the graphics on this were terrible it was obviously just when the internet was coming out so they had to computerise everything yeah well he, he make, backs up your point by looking at the fullbacks Boyd and McNamara and draws arrows so they will get forward just arrows going straight <laughs> in of course they will uh, the game Terrific, uh, terrific match oh. first of all frenetic pace the quality was really good of, of the match compared to the, well, compared to the, the derby we just watched yeah um, we and, often talk on this podcast about how sometimes going back and watching these old firm games as they were at the time is sometimes a tough a tough old mm. slog because the quality isn't necessarily the best it's all to do with the moment is all to do with being frantic and the, the passion and the and the tension of the time. This is different. I'm yeah. oh. thoroughly enjoying this game, has to be said. When I said, because in the group chat we're thinking about ideas for the podcast and I said this game, you two were a bit apprehensive about it. Hmm. And I typed, why don't we do this game? But I typed 10, 10 year anniversary and I had to go back and put 20 <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't realise it was that long ago. But you two were a bit apprehensive, but as soon as you watched the game, it was the right idea. Oh, it absolutely was absolutely right. brilliant. There's so much going on. See, as far as the quality goes, you, I mean, somebody will be able to answer this for me. You get what you pay for, as far as quality goes, on the pitch. You know, these oh, expensive yeah. players produced a great game. Where did the money go? Where did it go? I know. The great I, idea that they had about starting their own channel and dinging the sky, yeah. the sky deal, absolutely ruined Scottish football. But even still, you think, I mean, we're looking at the players we're spending two million here, three million here, four million there. We're struggling to spend that now. Well, Alan, Alan Stubbs is in this team and he, at the four time, was the, yeah, he was the, the record signing. And to be honest, 20 years on, he's still, he's probably still in the top 10 mm. of, I mean, he's probably the, he's still, probably, he's, he'll still be the most we've ever paid for a defender, unless you believe that we paid 5 million for Jozo. Oh, Ra- and Raphael. Oh, Raphael, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, but he's still, he's still definitely up there. I'm almost certain if you were to Google top 10 Celtic signings, you would still get guys like Stubbs in it. You would still get Fortuny and guys, and guys like that. So it's not like the money has gone up. Yeah. It shows that. We expect to compete in the Champions League right now when teams are spending hundreds of million on players, yeah. but we are spending less money than we did 15 to 20 years ago and expecting the same results. It, it sort of shows what a good job we're doing right now. I know we're unhappy at how some of it's going just now, but it's good going considering. So let's let's actually talk about the first half, the game, the match, the chances, the passes. Fairly even, I would say. Um, not yeah. that many chances, um, apart from a couple of Bratback efforts saved by Gorham. In a way, he should have done better. Like on on Bratback, there was always I, thinking back. My perception of Bratback was mostly from my dad that he was never he's never up to it. You know, Bratback <laughs> was never. I'm watching this game. Just you just. With that in my head and the chances he missed, I'm like putting a picture together. This game is basically, as far as it's his debut, it's basically a sort of perfect snapshot of his entire Celtic oh, career. Sorry, you pronounced that wrong because I watched the highlights with Dougie Donnelly and it's not debut, it's debut. Debut? <laughs> yeah. Back in the days where Frank, Dougie Donnelly used to say, making us debut. Frank debut. Um, <laughs> Rural debut. That, yeah, it was, it's basically just a, a, a microcosm of his entire Celtic career getting any good positions and missing yeah and it's not even as if he's he's not missing sitters he's not dragging it wide he's just hitting the keeper every yeah, single yeah, time yeah every time no it has to be said Andy Gorham was an exceptional keeper as much as we absolutely hate the guy mm-hmm. and he was a, no, I do, a fat mess I do I do, I, hate, I do hate Andy Gorham yeah it was just lack composure he had everything up to the moment he had to yeah. take the shot but I remember Vim Jansen later on when he was interviewed he said 
Ratback was still young then. I think he might have been 22. Mm. So that's quite young for a, a foreign guy coming over to Scotland mm. at that point. First game. He a lot played of football well. under his belt at that point as well. He was he it scored a lot of goals for Rosenborg, including in the in the Champions, the Champions League. League. Did um, he go back to Rosenborg? Yeah, yeah. and uh, absolutely yeah. roasted us one uh, yep, game. They sure did. <laughs> but uh, Jansen said we brought him in. Me and Murdo were going to work with him and Larson and make them a pairing, but just because it was so frantic from January to May, and then they left. They said we never got the time to work with him. I think he suffered after that. So. Well, this game was a bit of a change because it was the first time Jansen had played two up front for for a considerable amount of time before this game so he was obviously one eye on the future of this pairing it was, it was a nervy start from Celtic mm, oh yeah it was just hot totty stuff at the very start but once both teams got the ball down and played it was great I mean everywhere Brian Loudrup went Enrico Anone with his one black boot one white boot on yeah. followed him <laughs> absolutely everywhere and Anone was terrific he was, he was absolutely, he was absolutely brilliant and we could have been a goal down from either a penalty or a free kick because Loudrup cuts inside and Alan Stubbs plants his foot right on the line of the mm. penalty box and takes him out. And I don't know what was wrong with Hugh Dallas because he didn't give I know, anything. Yeah, oh, that's something to mention as well. Hugh Dallas was yes. the referee in this mm. game. And on Alan Stubbs, Alan Stubbs was quite open in his, uh, his fine autobiography about how Hugh Dallas was perceived. Do you mean fine as in good or fine as in that was fine? That's fine. <laughs> Uh, no, it was, it was actually very good, but he's, he's very honest in it, and he's, he's talking about the perception of Hugh Dallas. What, is the grand wizard? Yeah, openly in mm. the Celtic dressing room was that yeah, he's basically a hun. Yeah. He didn't use that word in his, his book, but it was basically a, just this ref against us, and it names him. Well, the penalty claim, strong, has to be said, because as the commentary team mentioned, if it's on the line, it's in the box. Yes. And this was bang on the line. Is that true? Yeah, apparently oh, so. Though, no. on the uh, Hugh Dallas and his... Not just him, but his linesman. There's a point where Alan Stubbs' shot breaks to Bratback. Gorham saves the shot. It's yeah, a good save. Yeah. But he's offside. Replay show. He is absolutely uh, miles on yeah. It's not even close. It's George Cadetti stuff. So they were still trying to get them the 10 back then. I thought Loudrup looked up for it in this yeah. game. Very early on, though. I think he's faded out of it in the first half big time. But there was a few nice touches earlier on. Lambert unimpressed, though crunches through him oh, after oh, a few oh. minutes four minutes yeah, in yeah. Lambert has already left his mark on Brian Loudrup which is which is quite good because he's sort of Lambert's like a quiet guy but yeah. a quiet guy personally and all that but on the pitch he, he, he certainly oh, does absolutely. It, this is the first half but if this first half was nowadays this game would probably be cancelled due to the challenges <laughs> because I, oh, there's two footed challenges. I know, no, this is, I mean, this was a proper game of football, as, as they say. At one point, just after the penalty, there was a, a absolutely superb tackle by Stubbs on Gattuso. It's probably a red nowadays because all the usual patter would have been over. And you're right, Mel. There's so many tackles in this game that if you transplanted it into today's football there would be all the chat about how it's reckless it's dangerous mm. he's left the ground but back then that that's what a tackle is that's just what they do nobody bats an eyelid but they just get on with it take the free kick and go through the next guy it's brilliant <laughs> and on that tackle the ball goes out of play and Celtic give Rangers the ball back because it's after an injury whole crowd boos <laughs> because they've given Rangers <laughs> the ball back it's not, it's, not, it's not half a great chance is it? it's not I mean there's another one for Bratback Tommy Boyd plays him in and the defender slips and does everything right apart from the finish. Yeah. Straight at Gorham. Decent save, but if he puts it either side of him, it's a goal. Rangers' only real chance is Loudrup crosses and Negri can't quite get there. So 
Love just been marked out of the game by Anoni and Reaper and Stubbs aren't given Negri anything. Now, Negri's got more than a goal a game at this point, as mm, we yeah. spoke about. So to not give this guy anything, Celtic are playing okay, but they're not giving Rangers a sniff in this game. No, no, nothing. Towards the end of the first half, I thought Celtic had started to take control of it. Now, again, not many chances, but I think Boyd had started to get a lot of joy out of Gattuso because they're on each other's yeah. wing. Boyd's going down the left and Gattuso is, as we know, not a defender. He went on to play his career in midfield. So they're, they're starting to take some sort of control of the game at this point. Um, again, not many chances. It took till half an hour before the first chance came and it was, as we've talked about, Bratback, and Bratback versus Gorham for much of these. I thought Larson was quite quiet in the first half, untypically. He had a few, a few uncharacteristic bad touches. Mm. Now, the, people are not playing long, but there are a few long passes to him dotted around and they're kind of bouncing off him a wee bit. Uh, as you said about Tom Boyd up against Gattuso, it's also down the other side, McNamara is on smashing form at this point. I think he goes on to get one of the players a year alongside Burley. Mm. So he's pressing Alberts back, who in his day was a great player then. He's not had a sniff either. Burley's been superb. Oh, Burley's been yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely excellent. Absolutely flying at the tackles. And this is Burley with no teeth. Yeah. Hi, the g- yeah. Iconic, isn't it? That's true. Uh, that, that's the thing about I know we said it before, but I'm just frustrated. I'm looking back at Burley like, you, you're a great player for us. Uh, like, you've just ruined yeah. it. You've just ruined it. So shall we retire back to the the, the Sky Studio of 1998 <laughs> and, and see and see what they've got to say about the about their first half, and we watch the second half and return to the mics. Oh, that was glorious! That was glorious! Terrific stuff! Can I just say how much I enjoyed watching this game? Honestly, the second half especially is majestic. Yeah. Everything about 1998 is better. I'm watching this game, and everything yeah. about it. Was was better. The football was better. The music, the films, the wrestling, <laughs> just everything was better. This this is a feel good football match. Definitely, you could sort of sense the pressure in this game just watching it. And well, it's absolutely must win. We, we yeah. neglected to say that before the game. This is absolutely must win because Rangers are running away with it at this point. Mm-hmm. And we have to mention that this, if Celtic don't win the league this season. I don't even want to think about how Celtic would be today yeah, had yeah. they not won that league then. Incredible. Uh, also, some amount of litter on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you old man. <laughs> that happened recently at a game. I would, we, uh, were we, were at the game. game we are not season. about to have a discussion about the amount of litter on our football pitch. We were furious It was during the game, but someone, you know, when you get you get multi packs of crisps yes. where it has like eight bags in it, uh-huh, there was a, there was a, but there was an empty multi pack. <laughs> someone had put away eight packets of crisps <laughs> and it blew onto the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the actual football. Well, the second half. <laughs> Celtic are dominant from the yes. very f- the first off. I mean, I, I can't really think back. I can't really remember any Rangers chance. There was a couple of crosses. The very first minute, the first minute of the, the second half, Alberts had a poor touch after a good move. He was out on the left and his poor touch broke it down after a quick move from them. But other than that, I, I have to say, I don't think Jonathan Gould made a, a save in this no? entire no, game. No, it no. was completely anonymous. It's 2-0, but it's one of the mo- most dominant performances you'll see yeah. we spoke about the midfield three in this second half the three of them every one of them was absolutely that's, brilliant that's the absolute key in this game oh, was 100% going up against that Rangers midfield that is full of international players as well Burley Lambert and Vicost absolutely brilliant every one of them I think Lambert ends up with man of the match but he could have given it to any one of the three of them I think Celtic after 48 minutes had a corner 
and Stubbs aimed from the top corner with a header from about 12 yards. A swerving header? Yeah, a swerving, mm. dipping, bending header. But um, Gorham just pulled it out of the top corner. Gorham was, was excellent. Again. I see oh, the, you're right, the guy's a fat mess, but <laughs> his reflexes are absolutely incredible. Terrible at crosses, but Reflex, shot still, He still got it, by the way. Oh. I watched him knock a paint off the barn. He was right down <laughs> and he caught it without spilling a drop. He's absolutely still got it. Uh, Hugh Dallas, for all he wa- was a hun. He doesn't really give either team much. There's mm. a lot of fouls. He stops. There's no advantage played. But as we say, Celtic were dominant. And the commentator mentions that Rangers can't handle Craig Burley's runs. I said that Lambert, Lambert gets man of the match. You hear it coming over the tannoy at Celtic. But as you said, Sky man of match Craig Burley. And the commentator says Rangers are struggling to keep a hold of Craig Burley. And as the game goes on, you see that more and more. He's cropping up in their box and... Danone, every time Loudrup gets the ball, he's right through him. I mean, how he doesn't get booked for <laughs> some of them is absolutely... Danone was superb as well. Oh. This, this was historically looked upon as his best, his finest moment for Celtic, with good reason, because he was excellent in this game. And <laughs> the, the odd boots on, as we've already mentioned. But there's something, there's something just ridiculously cool about Enrico. Enrico, brackets, Rico, cool. Anone, yeah. and the, the familiar chance watching this game was Rico, Rico, Rico for the Celtic fans. I don't know what it is. I think it's just Italian and Spanish men seem to really be able to pull off being bald, but make it look <laughs> extremely cool. You're jealous. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Viale and Pep Guardiola and Borja Valero and guys like that. And Rico Anoni and his absolutely laser sharp goatee. Anoni, <laughs> <laughs> because we weren't used to it, it was only Di Canio and I think Anoni would only been the second ever Italian hmm. in Celtic. Di who'd left at the start of this season. Great and deal it, we got on that one. Oh, Reggie Blinker, who missed out in the squad yes, for this match. The commentators were saying that it was a it was a bit of a blow missed out. Reggie Blinker apparently played quite well in the, the previous couple of games. That's what they, they said prior to the match. Janssen did, did say after the game that he, he considered he considered Blinker for this game but wanted to get the extra striker in there. But, God. <laughs> Along with Reggie Blinker, he, like, Darren Jackson was the first signing. He comes on later in the That's match right. and does great well. Shot. He had a great shot. Was but uh, Reggie Blinker was the main guy he wanted. Larson and Blinker were the main guys Jansen wanted. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> on um, on Burley, who we've, we've talked about, about there, yeah. yes, and uh, he's popped up time and time again in this, and he was the man of the match on Sky. There was a moment quite early in the second half where he and Goff and involved in a 50-50 yeah. on the edge of the box mm. and for a few seconds afterwards they just lay on their backs kicking each other the ball was sort of <laughs> like bobbling babies. between them yeah it was an absolute joy to watch there's another back goes he's going down the left sort of, and he he just shimmies past all these players mm. clean through again straight at Gorham once again and then Weehorse puts back through a tame tame shot Gorham saves it again it's given offside but when oh, you see it again, there's two right. Rangers players yeah. playing him on side and the, the linesman's gesturing and it was, oh, it was a bit close. <laughs> there's yards and yards here. But the, the two players that are playing him on side are over the linesman's side. So I don't know, well, I do know how he doesn't give it. But. Paul Gascoigne, of course, was on the bench for this game and it was must have been around about this time, Melee, that we got a wee glimpse of him. Yes, yes. Larson goes down injured and the camera pans to... Uh, Gaza behind the goals down at the Rangers end warming up so he decides to play the flute again playing the flute <laughs> uh, uh, whatever happened yeah, to Paul Gascoigne uh, another one of the many storylines the many yeah. threads hanging off this, this game can I, can I just say about Paul Gascoigne though 
I hated the fact that he played for Rangers because I loved him as a player. Oh, I, I, tremendous, I, yeah. hated, I hated him for playing for Rangers and I hated him for that goal he scored against Scotland, Scotland in yeah. Euro 96. But just what, what a player. Oh, tremendous. Guy. I mean, uh, that's another one we shouldn't, we shouldn't forget. But the, there's tremendous players in that. We're only talking about these Rangers players in a context to, to make the achievements of Celtic look better because you look at that team and we've mentioned some of them already we mentioned Perini who's the Champions League winner we mentioned Loudrop but Paul Gascoigne mm. sitting on the bench in this game and another thing that this was a Rangers team that was absolutely steeped in bigotry yes, <laughs> yes it was yeah. like without a shadow of a doubt like, Mate, oh. it's probably the last generation of that being properly yeah. ingrained oh. in the squad yeah. I mean they're still there in the fans obviously but in the squad you see, there's, there's a few players missing for this year Jukebox Jury comes on as yes, well so I think Bomber Brown probably was mm. still about the Jimmy squad Bell, hair oh. exactly the same colour <laughs> that's right. he made an appearance but you're right so these brogues yeah. every, every other Rangers team that's followed has just been a poor imitation they've tried to rekindle that bigotry but it's just not really this taking, was, taking a grip this was the beginning of the, the Italians era at Rangers as well when a lot Catholics. of the fans didn't like that yeah aye aye Anyway, the goal, Melly. The goal, as we spoke about, they couldn't deal with Burley and Jackie McNamara comes inside and what a reverse pass. Yes, that, yeah. what a reverse pass. That running pass from Jackie McNamara is something that any number 10 would have been proud of. Oh, you know, mm. like Messi or, or Paddy Roberts. See if Iniesta had done that. Mm. People would be showing it over and over and over on YouTube. Look at the vision here because he beats a couple of players and slides it in a perfect, a perfectly weighted pass for Burley to drill at home great finish by yeah. precision oh, absolute scenes when it pans to the crowd there's people jumping 10 feet in the air there's flags flying everywhere but there's something that's missing from the game now Barley, Lambert and Weehorst they can pass them <laughs> again. No, I'm it's never going to not get everything you say Weehorst Weehorst <laughs> all get forward and it's not as if they're just passing and moving forward they all dribble forward and get into the box it's something Aye. that Midfielders probably lack nowadays, that, that like Burley and Petrov, that sort of those, thing. Those three, pick, pick any one of them, they would absolutely parachute into the Celtic midfield today. We could really use them. And it's a good point because they're all they're all all rounders. They all yeah. do a bit of everything. You've got Burley who is mainly remembered for getting forward and scoring goals, but he's absolutely tearing into tackles. He's back in his own box. He's out. He's out wide, tearing into tackles. He's he's doing everything. And Lambert, obviously, exactly the We're same. We're going to talk about Lambert in a minute. Yeah. But the, the finish from Burley, the scenes, everybody goes mental. It's um, It was pure relief because the pressure was building and the commentator mentions just before it as well, com- commentator's curse, but the commentator's gift now, all this ple- pressure, Celtic need a goal to show mm. for it and when they get it, majestic stuff. It was going to have to be perfect. The two goals were going to have to be perfect to get past Gorham that day as well because Gorham had been having a cracking game. Saves from the aforementioned Bratback and Stubbs from the corner. So it was going to take two yeah. special goals to get past them. Just to rewind to the Gascoigne incident a wee bit, he played the flute in front of the in front of his own fans but very much in front of the Celtic fans as well. The, we remember the picture of it because it's so clear. He's holding a he's holding an imaginary. It's not the foot. first time he done it. No. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah, actually, that picture's from the the, the other time. Yeah, that iconic oh, right, picture. Yeah, yeah, because at this point, at this point, it is about a quarter of a second long. He basically just sticks his hands yeah. up and straight back down again. But did any? Um, I nearly said eagle-eared. Do you eagles have ears? <laughs> but uh, keen-eared listeners, um, I was watching the game. Did anyone pick up the chants at the time from the Celtic fans? Prompting the flute. No, what was it? He beats his wife. He beats his wife. He beats her. Gascoigne beats his wife. See, well, that, well, that, that's 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 uh, that's fair. Yeah, because he did beat his wife. Yes, he did. 
There's a couple of substitutions here. Gaza does come on and instantly Paul Lambert is stuck to him. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Every time he gets the ball, flies in, he challenges it. Because he, he did make a difference when he came on. Oh, he did. But he still didn't create much, but every time he was there, Lambert was on him and they had a wee spat as well where yeah. it was nearly going to go into handbags, but they just laughed it off and got on with it then booted each other a couple of seconds <laughs> later again. And well, Darren Jackson comes on for Harold Bratback as well. Darren Sideburns Jackson. <laughs> he, he was making his return. Great reception for him, making his return after a, a spell out with a pretty serious brain yeah, illness. Yeah, right. that, yeah, was, yeah. that was that was terrible at that yeah. point, but that was that was him just coming back. Yeah, more meaty challenges mm-hmm. in this in this game. Larson is harshly penalised for an absolutely textbook shoulder oh, barge on brilliant. Sergio Perini. It just ragdolls him right off the ball. Negri has a two-footed lunge on Burley, which is 100% a red card. Not today, but back then as well. Sure, I mean, that's that's a red that's card. That's a five-match ban. In, yeah. in, in any game that's ever been played, that's a red. Darren Jackson, he comes on and makes a difference. The Stubbs makes a good run. The ball comes back out. Jackson with a smashing volley. He whips that volley right after. And a great save. And it's kind of forgotten because the ball breaks away and comes out. But from that volley... The ball doesn't go out of play and then that's when it happens. Yeah. That is when it happens. It comes back in. It's a, I think it's Cleland that attempts to clearance mm. and Lambert, you could crack one off to that goal, man. It's an <laughs> absolute peach. It's just, see when you see it from behind and it just arrows into the postage stamp, as my dad always loves saying. Gorham's got no Aye, chance. It, it's you perfect. could have placed the ball better. His first who, goal for Celtic. Was it Lambert's first goal? Who didn't see it from behind but saw it from the front. Who? Your boy here. You? Oh, I was, you're sit, you're I was the sitting in the temporary stand that day. Oh, I, went, I went to quite a lot of that season in the temporary stand. That was before I had a, a season ticket for the for the opposite end, as it was. But I, I went to pretty much all that season in the temporary stand. Brilliant. It's, that, that goal, it's one of... I was thinking about this when I watched that goal. Like, aside from the fact that it's, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a fantastic, thing, iconic goal. You know, it, it's up there with like the... And we've not scored many of those recently. You know, we've not had one since maybe Brown's curling effort against the youth. There's that mm. one. There's the Thompson one. There's Maloney's. There's Nakamura's. There's Brown's. I just did die, so it's hard to score against. <laughs> well, I know, but I just I want another one of those goals against them. I'm I'm choking to see it. Something I forgot to mention about the Bolly goal. Mm. The one it was scored. 67 minutes 66 minutes 32 seconds so it is oh. a 67th minute goal we talked recently about how they don't they don't get an awful lot of goals during the the in the heat of yeah. Lisbon celebrations oh now, so we forgive us for not remembering that one 20 years ago Stephen <laughs> we are sorry but if you had if you even had a mobile phone back then it for sure didn't have a torch in it so no. there, was, there was none of that going on in the 67th minute again Commentary again, smashing just before this goal. A second will surely settle it because the pressure's yes, on. It, I remember they said that, that's and right. Andy Gray, as Lambert hits it, he says, Lambert! <laughs> what a way <laughs> to say? spawn. <laughs> Lambert, what a way to settle it. And then he goes on to, you just don't save those, take a bow, son. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm celebrating, you forget. But when I watched it back, I was like, he must have used that so many yeah, times, but everybody it puts it with Gerard. But this is long before Gerard's strike. It was a, it was an absolutely fantastic strike, straight through the ball, top bin, fat Gorham, absolutely no chance. <laughs> Game settled, and as you said, Melly, that that eventually went on to turn turn the season for us. Again, the goal was perfect, mm. as we said about the bully one. It was perfect because it just a slight wee kiss off the post on yeah. the way in. I, I mean, it was going to take that, as we said, to beat Gorham, and we get two of them. 
two of them from the midfielders and the two best players on the day. Because I never watched the match at the time, this was actually the first time I'd watched the match right through, but I'd seen the goal so many times. His celebration running away with what must be one of the first sort of underarmers, that black, a black umbro top sort of polo neck under it, which was pretty strange. But I always remember coming in after the game and seeing Lambert giving his top to the disabled mm. guy in the front row. Oh, so he stuffs it in his jacket. In his jacket. Right. I don't know why I remember that, but it's a nice wee scene, but absolute scenes at the end of the game. Everybody knows. Wim Hansen, big, huge smile <laughs> on his face. Lambert, Lambert came back. He'd not long signed for Celtic, as you said, Mel, that was his first goal. He came back and he'd been in Germany and he'd won the Champions League with Borussia Dortmund, but it was like, we didn't see that back then. It was like he had gone to Germany and come back with superpowers yeah, as far as Scottish yeah. football was concerned the, the amount of experience he brought back and his, class, his, his game intelligence I mean Gascoigne came on and as you said he, Lambert was immediately stuck to him and it became abundantly clear to me at least that it was a tactic to, to let Lambert bam him up because mm. he was pulling his jersey and Gascoigne at the time was famous for flinging elbows yeah, which is why got, he missed yeah, the previous five games got him sent off against Vicos in the previous one he was famous for flinging elbows and losing his rag if it was under any pressure. Lambert was straight on him, pulling his jersey. And then I think the ref came over and they had a wee, a wee kind of, oh, we're, we're only joking <laughs> ref thing. And then a few minutes later, he's over patting Gascoigne in the back of the head. He's still, he's constantly trying to bang him up. <laughs> it's, it's, again, the whole game, but it was the small details. It's the details like this that just made this an absolute joy to watch. Imagine we signed a Champions League winner midfielder nowadays like, oh, no, a couple no. of years a, a year or two after he's won it it just wouldn't happen 2.7 million or something the guy was absolutely brilliant that midfield cost us less than 5 million the three of them absolutely <laughs> brilliant what does 5 million get you nowadays jam jam yeah. <laughs> and jam um, so that's the that's the game 2-0 Celtic only go second at that point yes uh, leapfrog and hearts I think they go ahead of hearts and goal difference at that point so there's still still a lot of work to be done but I think that's it back to one point four points going in it's one point after this you could just feel the tension watching it everybody knew that just had to get that they had to win that New Year's game because it was psychological at that time if you won the New Year's game mm. you won the league I'd never seen them win the New Year's game and it gave you that belief we're back in it we'd outplayed them it was one of the best it was the best perform, dominant, most dominant performance yeah. I'd seen from a Celtic team against Rangers and it just gave everybody belief then well Johnny Gould as we said um, during the second half there that he didn't have a save to make in the entire game and Henrik said that he mentioned to Gould after the game that he hadn't done anything and Gould replied by doing a smoking cigar gesture <laughs> <laughs> on the sky um, coverage afterwards Charlie Nicholas again as you said Millie still had the earrings and all that he predicted after this game that the side with the strongest defence from this point will win the championship now, at this point there's still three teams in it but he sort of discounts Hearts he says right, Hearts aren't going to win it's going to come down to Celtic and Rangers and the side with the strongest defence from this point will win the championship Celtic conceded 9 from this point on nine? Rangers conceded 14 Aye. so Charlie Nick was bang on with that one he knows Nine he's, goals he knows from January to May. Yeah. That's incredible. Just the wider context of the season, this is obviously the year we went to stop 10 in a row. Yeah. Um, so a really important season as far as Celtic goes. How did we do in Europe that season, Melody? Do you remember? 98. 97. We were beaten by Liverpool. Aye, we, went oh, out, yes, we yes. were out on the away goals, Steve McManaman. Because David Hanna didn't chop him on the halfway line. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jackie Mike scored a crack on that yeah. tie, didn't he? Yeah. And, and, Simon, and Simon Donnelly. That's right.
Can I give you some of the headlines from the newspapers from after the game? Go for it. <laughs> the Mirror go with a, a rather drab hoopy new year, right? Mm. Like, nah, whatever. The record, Lambert and Battlers, which is a reference oh, to cigarettes. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But my personal favourite, and you would not get away with this in this day and age, the Sun go, and I'm... I'm scarcely believing this reading it. Hello, hello, we are the Burley Boys. <laughs> <laughs> boys with an H, of course. I was I was sort of thinking who 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 was top goal scorer that season um in the league and us, but obviously in the league it was Marco Negri, who mm. basically hung up his boots after this game, yeah. having scored thirty two goals. Uh, Celtic's top goal scorer was I don't think Larson. we did do we didn't get MD above 20 goals, did we? Larson on 16. Yeah. That, that was it. And then... Spread a bit though, because Burley, as we've said, got a good few. And even Simon Donnelly. Yeah, that was 10. his best season for Celtic. Jackson yeah. and Bratback, I suppose, did score a yeah. few. And the clincher. So. Oh yeah, well, uh, it'd be remiss of us to, to not mention that. It's, I've given Burley credit for for suffering a, a poor reputation, but contributing hugely in that season. It should be said that Bratback did score arguably the most yeah. important goal of the yeah, season. Yeah, it came good. It came good for us. I'll give you some of the ratings here for from the Scotsman. Who do you think they gave man of the match? Might surprise you. Uh, Anoni? It was Anoni. Anoni with a nine. Martin Amara got eight. Stubbs, eight. Burley, eight. Larson, eight. Lambert, eight. The rest, seven. So no one, no one under a seven, and Anoni was their standout. The Daily Record gave sevens across the board, apart from Boyd, who was their man of the match with nine and Stubbs with eight? I suppose it, it speaks to Celtic's dominance that day, where no one can really agree on a man of the match. Yeah. There's no outright man of the match. Everyone's got different. And as for Rangers, they went on to finish second this season behind us. They had to settle on nine in a row. That was the end of it, it. which ultimately caused their death. Walter Smith left to go to Everton, where he made an absolute ruddy horlicks of it. <laughs> uh, ended up getting sacked, uh, and then he had to return to Scotland with his tail between his legs. And Wim Janssen, of course, won the title and this yes. League Cup, League Cup, sorry, League yeah. Cup this season, and left the next day. Left the next day. Obviously, we beat St Johnston in the last game, but the second last game where we could have sealed it, them firming away. Unfortunately, that day I was on a tour of Ibrox for my pal's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, we. Uh, Drew one each. Can you name the Dunfermline player who scored the equaliser? It will be forever I've got this. etched yes, in I've, your memory. I've got this. It's Craig Falkenbridge. Oh, yes. yes I um, think I was easily. That. I, <laughs> do you know what? I think I might be at that game because I've got a, a family out in Dunfermline and I think we were out to see them mm. and my dad was like, why don't I just take you to the football while we're at? And I've only ever been to one Dunfermline game and Celtic didn't win it. So it could, and it must have been about this time of year. It must have been that game. Well, we've just said about how Bratback got the, the eventual clincher. That was the game that robbed Simon Donnelly of his place in, in Celtic's yes. stop in the 10 history because had they held out and won that game, Simon Donnelly would have been the guy who clinched the league, not Harold Bratback. And that's it. That's our classic match companion. It started with Celtic getting off the bus dressed like school shooters <laughs> and ended up with us putting Rangers to the sort.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.